Welcome back, guys, to another mini episode of Till I Say It Out Loud. We are recapping some of the weird stuff that flew across my radar for the week of January 28th through February 3rd. I'm trying not to use stories where it just sounds like I'm following up with the stories I told last week, but some of them are just continuous and ongoing. They are answers to some of the stuff from last week, but some of the other stuff is new. So first thing I want to say is that Chita Rivera passed away this week, which is very sad. She was 91 years old, so she lived a really long, great life. She was an amazing American actress, singer, Broadway star. So rest in peace to her. But I honestly, when I, I make a, a list starting like every Sunday and I just compile some of the things that happen and I get rid of some things if they end up just being a blip or I add things if they grow. And this week has felt so long to me that I genuinely forgot that Cheetah Rivera died this week. Um, it's been one of those... <laughs> It's been one of those days or one of those weeks. See, I can't even talk. Um, I think the energy that everyone was feeling last week, because they were saying last week was so long and crazy, I felt this week. The next thing I'm just going to mention briefly is on Sunday, the Chiefs won the AFC championship and Taylor Swift was on she was on the field. <laughs> Lots of people super excited, super stoked about that. Love to see it. We're reveling in the photos of Travis Kelsey and her celebrating. We got audio of them saying, I love you to each other. Like it was so joyful and precious. But of course, there are those who are still butthurt that she exists in proximity to their <laughs> football game. And so a lot of people were kind of mad about it. And there are even more people who are annoyed the Chiefs made it to the Super Bowl. I'm assuming a lot of it has to do with Taylor Swift, but also the Chiefs have been in the Super Bowl a lot lately. So just a really <laughs> impressive team, to be honest. But a memorable tweet that I really loved when I was going through all of the internet fallout about Taylor and Travis, the AFC Championship, the Super Bowl, and whether or not Taylor will be able to make it back from Tokyo from her first run of shows in the new year is a tweet by Nicole Auerbach. And she said, Taylor Swift makes the Super Bowl in her first year in the league. Elite. Uh, I love tweets like that that are obviously just to troll people who think she's ruining this, the sport while literally just doing nothing but sitting near it. But you guys know how I feel about all that. But I didn't feel right about going by and not mentioning it because it's a huge deal. It's it's almost rom-com worthy. The biggest pop star in the world and the most successful sports star in America hit it off, fall in love, and at the height of their careers get to celebrate with like the Grammys and the Super Bowl back to back. Like it's really genuinely like fan fiction. It's crazy. But I mean, congrats to those people. <laughs> like they really are living the dream. One of the craziest things that I saw this week unfold uh, on Twitter to the degree that it started as like a funny bit and like a meme. And now 
articles are being written and segments are being put on television, morning shows and talk shows. Elmo's Twitter, the official Elmo from Sesame Street's Twitter asked how everyone on Twitter was doing. And in normal Twitter fashion, they did not disappoint with their deranged and overdramatic, extremely nihilistic responses. And we witnessed suicidal ideation all the way to like memes from television shows. One of my favorites is the still of Alana from Broad City doing quotes. How am I? Like, love that. (laughs) And it was just like an incredible show of nihilistic humor. I think maybe in the face of how the majority of us are, you know, are struggling. The, the, the economy is tough. Work is tough. The beginning of the year is tough. And it's tax season. That's tough. And people joking about with dark humor, joking with a Muppet, you know, about how actually it's really hard, Elmo. It's really hard out here, man. And I don't know. It, it seemed really sweet and kind of cute, albeit de- like it did borderline on deranged because we're on the, it's the Internet. So, of course. But the finale for me was when all of the other Muppets from the Sesame Street world tweeted back at the end of of that cycle and we're like oh look what we learned that we need to take care of our friends and make sure we check in and it was just so wholesome and cute and I feel like there's something very eternal about Muppets (laughs) and specifically it could be because I was raised on Sesame Street and I love the Muppets and like I cry at Muppet Christmas Carol every year no matter how old I get. I will always love that show and love Kermit, love all of them. But I do feel like there's something about maybe my generation that like, it feels healing to hear a Muppet say like, hey, it's going to be okay. And you know what? We're going to just check in with each other from time to time. Like I was like, oh, that's so cute. I think the lowest of the low during this point was when Joe Biden like retweeted it and quote tweeted it. He was like, I know things are hard right now it's good for elmo to check in we're gonna make it through like he just like had this really tone deaf quote tweet and the responses to that were really hilarious because so many people were just like you are the cause of like 78 percent of all the problems these people are talking about in regards to this to to replying to this (laughs) this question and i i was just like whatever intern or social media analyst that thought that was a good idea and like encouraged him to do that was really not in tune with what the responses would be because I saw some pretty hilarious ones that were really spot on specifically one that I saw in all caps like then pass a bill cancel debt do something like if you understand why we feel this way you would actually do something and I think that was really funny At the end of the week, I didn't watch this because it would actually make me really upset to do so. But I saw that Elmo was on a morning show with Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm. And apparently at some point during their interaction, Larry David attacked Elmo. (laughs) And so that became its whole it's a whole other thing. I did not watch the clips. I don't want to watch Elmo be attacked. But I do think it is funny. And um so many people were coming up with like 
different ideas for Larry David to do on Curb Your Enthusiasm if that was like a, a scene on that show. <laughs> so I don't know. Elmo really brought a lot of us together to just like laugh at how how hard things can be sometimes. And then there were people responding like, y'all really dumped all that on a child? Elmo is three, <laughs> which made me laugh because then that spurred on like, I saw some Twilight memes where it was like the scene where Bella asked Edward, how, how long have you been 17? And he goes, a while. And they were like, and they made it Elmo. And it's like, how long has Elmo been three? Because he's been on Sesame Street for decades. So anyways, it was just a good time all around. Let's check back in with Nicki Minaj. Um, last week, I talked about his dropping. It was amazing. I loved it. I loved the Megan's Law line. At some point this week, the father of that young child, who the law is named after, got angry that Megan used it in her song and said it was disrespectful and he wanted to sue her. But I found that to be like incredibly weird because... She literally mentioned the name of the law and he consented to the law being named after his daughter. I I really don't know what he's mad about except that she pointed to the law. <laughs> and as we I said last week that law is just the sex offender registry. It is Megan's legacy and it's very tragic that she was killed, but when a law is named after a victim, they have to get permission from the family to do so so he gave permission so if someone wants to use the name of the law in a song they can and megan didn't even talk about the little girl she just said megan's law is a thing that exists and they're mad about it so very interesting weird turn of events because i didn't expect to hear from that section of the conversation because the beef is between megan and nikki so of course nikki dropped her song it was terrible as we discussed many people roasting her throughout this week barbs are doxing people and the people being doxed are then filing reports with the fbi people are going to jail in the name of a pop star and rapper who doesn't know them. It's very chaotic and very wild to watch from the outside as I'm not in really the middle of any of these things. I'm just kind of like observing. And it's been kind of sad. Like one of the one of the kids that I follow on TikTok, he's neurodivergent and he's so he's just really funny. And they doxed him and his family and then they got his TikTok removed. It's been ugly this week. And from what I understand, Nikki has not called them off. Maybe I think I read a tweet, like a quote tweet where she was like, leave the, the boy alone or whatever. But it was already too late. And there's other times where she'll retweet things and and kind of like show her barbs like where to go. So it's really been a wild week. Meanwhile, Megan has done nothing but live her best life. She's been on interview shows morning shows she's announced her hot girl summer tour which she's excited for she hasn't even batted an eye at anything nikki has said so the memes being posted of nikki represented by someone screaming at a wall are still true to this moment that as far as i know because <laughs> megan doesn't seem interested in responding she said what she said and i do feel like the song kind of covers it. <laughs> I don't know what else can be said, especially when all Nikki really pointed out about her was stuff we already knew. 
Megan has sex. She was shot in the foot. Despite the fact that Nikki tried to contradict that a few times by also saying she was lying about that and that she's tall. <laughs> we already know those things. And Megan is a very beautiful, tall, incredible woman. So she's just kind of going on with her with her own business. And she's like, I'm not really going to get mixed up in all that, which I, I think just drives home the fact that she, at the end of the day, is the winner. She said what she said, and she doesn't need to, to do anything else. The next thing I want to talk about, again, is kind of a continuation of last week, but not really because it's like a new a new phase of this beef. So last week I talked about how the Britney army, Britney's army for Britney Spears, got Britney's old bonus track to chart above Justin Timberlake's quote unquote return single. Both are of them called Selfish. That I guess pissed off JT, I mean, <laughs> I he he it, it eats at him clearly because he's he's being a little little pissy about it. So throughout at some point in the week, I never saw this post, but I saw that it had been screenshot. Britney posted that she loved the new single that just that Justin dropped and that she was sorry, like she apologized for what I don't know what she's apologizing for, but she said she was sorry and that she's in love with the new track. And then when I saw that, I went to her page and I was like, is this real? And I didn't see it. So possibly she posted it and then deleted it. So later this week, and this is how we know he's bothered. JT was off somewhere performing. And he was on SNL last week, but I'm not going to cover that because I don't care because I don't like him. I'm just going to be really honest. I, I think he's a, I just, I hate him. Sorry but I do. But he was performing somewhere. And before Crimea River, he kind of like teased as if he was going to be apologetic. And then instead said, I'd like to take the opportunity. And he kind of pauses like to apologize and pauses again. And, and then he goes to absolutely fucking nobody. And like, I guess he thought that was he ate with that. <laughs> I don't know. I guess he thought, ooh, he would go, oh, we thought he was going to apologize again, but this time he didn't. He's actually being pissy. I, to me, that just, Clint, like, that just cinches it for me that he is such a little pissy, little piss baby. <laughs> and clearly, he, it bothers him that people are demanding he take accountability for being for his bad behavior in the past and the notes app apology that he posted years and years and years ago was never good enough and if he's not going to take any actual accountability the Britney army are not going to leave him alone <laughs> I think they also charted a few of her music videos to also kind of mess with his music video and this is clearly really upsetting him because why else would you say that? One of my friends on Twitter had said, like, why do this? Like, why make yourself look worse? Because he's worse. Like, he just is, he's, he's a jerk. He is an entitled, petulant man-child. And he, people like that who refuse to take accountability, who, who want to play the victim, tend to not realize that they're actually making themselves look worse by being a dick because they don't think they're being a dick. They think they're like, 
oh yeah well I'm not gonna apologize and it's like okay well exactly that's why we hate you because you're a bad person (laughs) so thank you for continuing to justify why we don't like you no pun intended so he did that the internet was just like okay loser (laughs) like I don't know I know the internet is a small percentage of like humanity but to everywhere I go, every comment section I see where on a story about him, my feed on Twitter, like anywhere on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, every comment is this guy sucks. So I guess all the people who love him are not online. Like, I don't know. But like, I know he has fans, but I'm just like, this guy's such a loser. And a lot every time I read comment section, it seems like they agree with me. And all my friends, we talk about it constantly. Like, did you see what he did this time? I can't believe it. He's just making us more correct about how he's a loser. <laughs> so he does that. The internet's like, okay, loser, cry about it. So many like quote tweets of Crimea River, you know, at the announcement that he did that and that he's frustrated that the beef between him and Britney is overshadowing his, his quote unquote comeback. Okay, Justin. And so later that day, Britney, oh God, I love her so much. I'm not part of the Britney army. Like I just observe and I, I admire from outside, but I am a millennial and hit me baby one more time did come out when I was in seventh grade. And so like, I deeply love Britney because she belongs to us. I love her so much. Despite like, I I never bought her albums or anything, but I love every single, you know, I, I respect her deeply. And I read her book. I love her. Full, fully support her. But I'm not one of those like streaming the songs with the Britney Army. I just like fully am like, good for you guys. And I support you. Clap, clap. Britney posts this <laughs> Instagram post of a fo- of a basketball goal with like the moon behind it, I think, or maybe the sun behind it. It looked like the basketball was going through the hoop, but it was like the sun behind it, maybe like the sunset. And her caption was ruthless. And it references a story she told where Brittany would beat Justin at basketball and he would cry. And she said, what are you going to do? Go run home and cry to mom like you did last time. She said, someone told me you were talking shit. And then she ended the, (laughs) she ended her caption with, I'm not sorry. And I was like, there we go. Thank you. Thank you, girl. Because at first when I saw that she had posted an apology, like Brittany Army was kind of posting online. They were like, oh my gosh. Like, why is she apologizing to that man? And one of my coworkers even texted like, is this post real? Because we don't want her to be sorry to him. And, you know, she deleted it. But then when he talked shit, she was like, absolutely not. I am not sorry. Also, you cried over basketball. <laughs> so I just love that for her. She, she just seems to continue to come out on top against this man as she should because karma needs to come for these men who have not taken accountability for their bad behavior. And the longer they run from it, the more I just hope it comes for them. The final thing I'm going to talk about, just as a recap, and I know I've missed a lot of things, but apparently they have found or possibly have found Amelia Earhart's plane at the bottom of the ocean. So sonar, radar, something has found on their screen the shape of what looks like a plane. And it's the shape of and like dimensions of the very plane that Amelia Earhart would have crashed, um, crash landed. 
And so I was looking at some TikToks because there's all these, all this speculation. Obviously, we don't know what happened to her. It was nearly 90 years ago. Okay, so it's been 89 years since she disappeared. And so there's been all this speculation about what might have happened with her. In the 40s, apparently, there were bones found on Gardner Island. And at first they were misidentified as like a small man. And then so they were they were chunked out. They were like thrown away. And they were like, oh, is this Amelia Earhart? And then they were like, oh, no, it's a dude. It's like a small man. And then they, they were like, OK, well, then never mind. And I guess they got rid of the bones, which is kind of sad for that man because they're like, well, we don't care about you. And they like got rid of the bones. I don't know what they did. Maybe they buried them, but I don't know if they buried them. We could exhume them and do DNA testing, which we can't. They're actually gone. So maybe he was cremated. But either way, I feel like it's a little disrespectful to the man they did find to be like, you're not Amelia and the kind of awesome. But yeah, so we don't have those bones that were found. But that's that's the island that is speculated to be where Amelia would have crash landed. And apparently, and I watched this TikTok breaking it down by this creator called Dr. Harini Bat, And she does such a good job covering it. I'm going to put it, the, the link to it in the show notes, notes. But she essentially talks through what the theory basically is now of what might have happened to her, which I didn't know until they were like, oh, we think we found the plane. And it's near enough by that this other theory might be true. And so what they theorize, because at one point, I think the story was they lost contact with Amelia at some point and they never heard from her again. But actually, they did get distress signals from around that area where they think she might have crash landed for days after so scientists believe that she crash landed on Gardner Island, though she was supposed to land above that island at a different island to refuel. But they, they couldn't make it, so they crash landed at Gardner Island instead. And the scientists believe that they were stuck on the reef. If you look at the map, I'm going to link this incredible TikTok you can look at. She's amazing at it, but there's a there's a coral reef on the outside and these distress signals were heard and what they did is they went back through like a log of like credible distress signals that could have been from her and what the scientists like started to recognize was that there was a pattern to when these distress signals that were confirmed reliably to be most likely from Amelia Earhart at certain weird times throughout the day. And since they believe she was actually stuck on the reef, that what was happening was the plane being stuck on the reef meant that at different times during the day, the tide would be high enough that it would keep the plane from being able to send signals because the propeller would be immersed. And so during those times, Noonan and Amelia most likely went up onto the island to get in shade and maybe look for food or whatever. And then when the tide would go out, they would run out to the plane so that 
when the propeller was no longer submerged in water, they would turn it on and then they could send out signals. And some of the signals were like, you know, we're almost completely covered in water, like we don't have much longer. And they speculate, they have a little map on this TikTok where they speculate that each time the tide came in, it dragged the plane a little bit further out on the reef each time. And so eat that that's why they were like, y'all have to hurry. Not because maybe they were in, in imminent danger on the island. They probably didn't have a lot of food but or shelter but they knew that every they only had so many tides coming in and coming out for it to take it away so what the scientists did was they measured the tide on the reef coming in and out and they measured the like when it would come in and when it would go out and laid it against when those messages were being sent that would be credibly most likely possible to have come from Amelia Earhart in the days after her disappearance. And every single one of them matches up with the tide patterns. And so I was so fascinated by like looking at this and being like, oh my God, I feel like we really kind of like, they really did piece together maybe exactly the last few days that she had and what happened to her, especially now if they have found her her plane. I read an article today that kind of talked about, well, what will they do with the plane if it is the plane? And the scientist was very clear, like, and this is pro, this is all like maybe this is all hypothetical because we've not confirmed that this is the plane. But if it is the plane, there's a lot that goes into getting the plane out of the ocean. If they're even allowed to, there are certain regulations depending on what part of the ocean it's in and what jurisdiction is over that part of the ocean that will determine whether they can even bring it up. But they said if they do get to bring it up because it's so old, I mean, this plane is 100 years old, most likely. If not, it's going to be soon because she got she went missing in 1931. And so it's a very old piece of equipment and they would have to immediately immerse it in like a bath to keep it from disintegrating kind of immediately like start completely like breaking down kind of immediately and then from there they would have to get it back to a lab and then they could start talking about saving it and then it goes towards then who owns it and does it go to the the Earhart family like that kind of thing and so that's very interesting I'm very very interested to see how this plays out in the coming days in the article that I read, which I will link again in the show notes, if anyone's interested, also said that the Earhart family has been contacted and they're very excited about the prospect that this is her plane and possibly we're going to get a little bit more concrete evidence of what happened to her after she went missing. But I just thought, like, understanding the hypothesis of the tides and then them, them actually matching with the credible calls that were made of distress were amazing. So I had to include that um, in this part of the news just because I just found it out, even though some of that, that, that theory and some of that research has been going on for a while. That's all I got for y'all this week. It's a little shorter mini up as it should be. Last week was a little too long, but thanks for sticking with me. I'm going to have another one next week. Probably we're going to talk a lot about the Grammys, so it may not be a mini next week just because I 
have a lot to say about award shows. I love award shows. But I'm excited about that, excited to see what other crazy stuff happens on Twitter <laughs> and uh, what keeps going on in, in our world. I appreciate you guys stopping in and listening to some of my takes. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and an easier week next week if you had the kind of week I had this week. See you then. <laughs>